The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Here's a really surprising number. Did you know that apparently 150,000 people are living with severe depression in Ireland? Now, Talking Depression is a new campaign by Janssen Sciences Ireland, which is encouraging people living with severe depression to take the first step towards finding the right support by having an open and honest conversation with someone they trust. And we're going to talk to Dane Galligan about his experiences of living with depression in just a moment. But first, we have a consultant in general adult psychiatry, Lorcan Martin Willis. Lorcan, thank you very much for joining us. Can you explain to us, please, what constitutes severe depression and how that differs from things like feeling grief over the loss of a loved one or feeling anxious about a bad decision somebody you may have made in your life? Um, I suppose one of the most important things is that depression affects everybody very differently and in different severities. So it can be mild, it can be moderate, it can be severe. Depressive illness as such, though, is a type of illness that pervades everything. So it's not just about being upset about a particular thing, although obviously negative events can precipitate an episode. But it, what happens is, is it, as I say, it invades every part of your life. It's not just at work. It's not just at home. It's not just at school. Um, and aside from the lowering of moods that you would get, you would you know, lose your ability to enjoy things in life, lose motivation, lose your interest, maybe concentration, become more withdrawn, your sleep and appetite um, become poor. And as the depression gets more severe, well, then it has a greater and greater impact on your life. And with severe depression, it really has a big impact on your ability to function. And it may see the emergence maybe of other symptoms such as delusions, which are false beliefs, maybe hallucinations where people would hear things that aren't there or experience things that aren't there or possibly even thoughts of of ending their own life. So it really is a spectrum. um, But as it gets towards the more severe end of that spectrum, some of the symptoms become more uh, significant um, and also it has a much bigger impact on on your life, your daily function. Okay, Dane Galligan is with us and Dane would be known uh, to you from television, I think. You've been involved with Davy Fitzgerald, haven't you, and his endeavours and adventures? I've been involved in one or two of his endeavours, yeah. And you're an adventurer and you're a wilderness expert and you embrace life and yet you have had your own episodes with depression going on for how many years? Uh, I'd be kind of battling probably over 20 the guts 25 years now Matt um, it would have began kind of early in my, in my early teens um, for the first decade of it I, it was it went undiagnosed it went um, completely unknown to me I, I obviously knew I was suffering from something and, and, and dealing with uh, various different issues and, and serious anger management and um, I, I, it was something I completely buried and was was um, wasn't open about it at all. I didn't know who to open up about it about it to, and I didn't know what I was opening up about. Just how did it impact on your life though, at that stage? Did it impact on schooling, education, relationships? Everything in its own little way. Um, relationships, I, 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 be, I, I managed to kind of be quite lucky down the years of, of holding it together in terms of um, it's something I've always, and, and, and people I discuss this with, um, become the kind of master of disguise. And I, I spent uh, a lot of my youth um, hiding it. And um, one, from being unsure of what it was. Um, two, being worried about the label. Um, and, be, be, you know, if opening up about it was something, once once it was out, it was out. And I was never going to be able to bottle it back up again. And um, I think being afraid of that kind of the, the stigmatism around it. And... Um, 
So, you know, I hit it very well, but ultimately over the years as as it, it kind of progressed and got worse, it got the crack started to show. But did you continue with the normal things of life or did you sort of tune out to an extent? Um, I, I, I tried and I, I, I did um, kind of continue, but in a very, a very different kind of way. It, 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 it the the joys of stuff weren't there, you know, like they would have been um, or should have been. Um, emotions were. I was became very bad at controlling my emotions over the years, but also. Um, so how did that manifest itself? Would you get angry? Did you get violent? Yeah, no, not violent. Uh, thankfully, never. Um, I was, but but very much. Um, I, I very much anger management issues. Um, depression manifests itself in, in many different ways and in, 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 and in each individual, you know, suffering in different ways. Um, for me, a huge one, particularly when I was younger, was, was, uh, it, it was anger uh, and anger issues. It was something that I've always, I, I struggled with for a long, long time. Something that I was, um, only kind of with years of therapy and, 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 and kind of reflection on it was, it was a more of an internal anger than, you know, it was never... Yeah, was did never... you feel bad about yourself and angry about yourself and dismissive of yourself? <clears throat> yeah, I, I used to be, um, it was something, um, for me, I developed a, unfortunately, a great um, sense of self-loathing over the years. And it was something that, uh, I, I even if I, if I did lash out or if I, if, you know, if I had an episode like that, I would be more angry at myself for it than, you know, than anyone around me or, or, um, and I think that was very hard for one for other people to understand. And then, um, I, and, and, and it's just something, you know, I was angry at myself for, for the way I was feeling, for not being able to control my emotions. Um, and, and it just, it, it kind of, it, it spitballs then, you know, it, it snowballs and I just got worse. So what prompted you to go and get help? Um, it, I was around 24 when I, for me, I suppose I'd hit my rock bottom, my, my, my mood and my, I dipped into some of the kind of loneliest, darkest places I've ever been. And, um, I had over the years, you have, I had kind of had various suicidal thoughts and, and, uh, but nothing with, I, I'd never seen it as any sort of anything with intent or, you know, real commitment to it. It was a very, almost like a, a fantasizing relief of what might solve all the problems. But um, until I'd, I'd found myself one day that I was making complete sense of it. And um, it, I, I, I'd kind of made peace with, um, with suicide being the only option for me. Thankfully, whatever came over me at the, at the time, I, um, I, I picked up the phone in, in pure desperation and I called my GP. I didn't know who else to call. So, um, I, I went looking for help and I would have, and at that stage, as I said, it was pure desperation and I would have taken any help I could have got. Well, what sort of help did you get? Um, from then, I, I I got on to, my, my GP was explaining it. I, I, no one had ever put a put a name to it for me. Um, so I think even that was a huge weight off my shoulders at the time. And um, I started on to medication and talk therapy and I've been in therapy ever since. Um, Are you still on medication? I am. Yes, I am. I have continued it on since. Um, over the years, got you know lower and lower dose and working off it. It's something that you need to be very careful of going on and coming off at a very slow pace. But it's um, yeah. And who do you talk to? Because do you talk to friends and family? Are they necessarily going to be the best people to talk to? Because they may not have the training that say a qualified psychologist or psychiatrist would have. 
Yeah, there's there's kind of two sides of that. One, I would very much encourage just to talk to anybody. Uh, you know, it, bottling up it and, and and kind of keeping it in will absolutely. And it's, it's a word I've used because over over the years, of people ask me about it. For me, the depression and and bottling up was absolutely devouring me inside. Um, and so just getting it out. You know, even if it's someone who is, you know, it's not my, it mightn't be your, your healthcare professional or, but as long as it comes out, you, at least you've got someone to maybe guide you on that journey. Or but how important you. is it that they listen rather than actually telling you how to deal with something that they might not understand? Yeah, it's, it is really important, but it is, it's, it's something I, I could try highlight with a lot of people as well as for your loved ones, friends and families or, you know, people around you, it, you know, they're not going to understand as well. It's it's a very difficult thing to fully understand, but as but as you say, it is. It's really important just to listen and to be there for that. Um, and and people, any sort of help, uh, you know, in that regard, you, you know, people suffering from depression will take great solace in, you know. But how difficult is it also to tell people that you have depression? Is there a sort of a stigma around it that uh, you don't want to be telling people that? Yeah, I mean, there is still a little bit, and we've come a long way when I when I started, you know, out in this journey. But when when I would have started seeing symptoms, but you know, back in my early teens, I mean, back you're going back over twenty years. There wasn't a language around it then, you know. We're in a different position now. Um, I mean, we still, in my opinion, still have a long way to go, and um, it's something that I would love to see going into curriculums in school and. Um, but you know, it is, it is not an easy thing to do. Um, but I, I think we are getting better and the stigmatism around it is, is getting slightly less. Lorcan Martin, as a consultant in general adult psychiatry, would you share Dane's optimism that even if we have a way to go, we're in a much better place than we used to be for understanding and discussing depression? I think we are, and I think Dane's absolutely right. We've come a very long way in terms of, you know, the languages out there. We have prominent people, um, you know, talking about their depression in, in the media and so on. So it's been, a, it's been a long haul, and I suppose the, the stigma around psychiatry has improved over time. But that having been said, it's not, uh, the job's not done completely. Um, and oftentimes, too, the stigma comes from within the person themselves. Uh, they may not know how to phrase what they want to say, or they may feel ashamed, or they, you know, as Dane mentioned already, you may wind up with a feeling of self-loathing that somehow or other you're not worthy of the help. So, you know, it's not all about the stigma and, and the discrimination that comes from, from without. It can also come from within. But absolutely, we've come a long way, but we do have a way to go with it. And Dane, are you in a good place these days? Yeah, we are. It's, it's something I'll always have to manage with and live with. Um, but yes, no, it's made easier by a, a wife and two little daughters keep me busy. So uh, yeah, no, it's it's good. Dane Galligan and Lorcan Martin, thank you both very much for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.